Hello, I'm Marsha. First of all, thank you so much for downloading this podcast. I really, really love doing it. So I genuinely, it means an awful lot to me that you did. Anyway, if you've listened before, you'll know that I don't usually talk directly to you. I talk to comedians and then you listen to what they have to say. But the Edinburgh Festival kicked off on the 7th of August. And because it's pretty much the most important thing in the comedy calendar, I thought I should go there and have a chat to some of the comedians and report back. So in today's podcast, you'll be hearing from this lot. Andre Vincent. Janine Garofalo. Jason Byrne. Rod Gilbert. Lucy Porter. Carl Donnelly. Pappy's Fun Club. Ben Byrne. Russell Kane. Geraldine. And Maria from the Asper District. Rob Rouse. Sarah Millican. And Tom Allen. They'll be telling you some of their favourite stories of things that could only happen in Edinburgh. They've just broken every rule that you could possibly break. She put a pint glass on the stage and weed into it from the roof. I've never had a deal like that before. First though, I asked, what is it that's so special about the Edinburgh Festival? I'm briefly interrupting to let you know that I'm Marsha from yesyesmarsha.com and this is from a series of interviews that I did from 2009 to 2011 called Marsha Meets, which were long-form interviews with stand-up comedians that eventually inspired the book Off the Mic, the world's best stand-up comedians get serious about comedy. That book's out now on Bloomsbury Publishing. Back to the interview. What is it that's so special about the Edinburgh Festival? Well, I've been coming since 1984. Andre Vincent. And I've certainly watched a monster form. When I started doing this, the idea was that you had three weeks of running in a show and for two weeks you just made a good show. The last week was about getting people in that then would see it and you could book yourself a tour. Now you have to be doing previews way back in May and make sure it's running well in July because you'll start getting reviews then and have this show up and running as you arrive. It's a completely different thing and that's what I like about the Fringe, that it constantly changes. Not only, you know, what we do here, but the actual Fringe itself. Sometimes the hub of it will be over near the Assembly Rooms in Princes Street and now in the last two years it's moved over to where the Gilded Balloon is and the Udderbelly there. It's really lovely that this thing just moves around. Everything's open late. Maria and Jez from Sketch Team, the Aspidistras. You can see any sort of show that you want to see, however peculiar that might be. It'll be there for you. And I love the fact that you can see people walking around like yesterday. I saw Stuart Lee with his little kid in his buggy and the, the kid was giving out flyers, which I thought was a pretty darn good trick, making the kid work. Uh, I love the smell. When you first arrive in the city, the first thing that hits you is the smell of the brewery. Ed Byrne. It's very nostalgic and you just like Oh, I'm suddenly it's it's Edinburgh. It's, you, you know when you've arrived when you just get that smell of almost like stale biscuits that is the brewery smell. The city itself is amazing to look at and it's beautiful. This is Janine Garofalo. It's her first year at the Edinburgh Festival. The reputation's very, very good. I mean, most of my friends over the years have done it already and have come back multiple times. I've always enjoyed it. I do hear horror stories about certain comics who are unable to sell enough tickets not because they're not good comics it's just you know there's so much to see and so they're doing shows for like six or seven people a night which in and of itself is not a horrible thing but it does tend to make the experience a little less vital i suppose and um, then there's some people who have horror stories about drunken hecklers who are very disruptive in their shows that hasn't happened yet thank goodness And um, other than that, though, very, very positive reviews of the experience. What I really like about the Edinburgh Festival is the fact that it makes you come up with new stuff. Tom Allen is the most recent winner of So You Think You're Funny. I think it would be really hard to motivate yourself to go, 
I'm going to write a whole new hour of things or I'm going to challenge myself to come up with something new and different and I'm going to try and make myself stand out from all the other comedians and all the other acts that are around. I think that's really brilliant. And there's not that many opportunities you get to do that where it's celebrated like it is here in Edinburgh. That's what makes it so exciting. That's what makes it different to all the other festivals because it's about the performers challenging themselves and doing something different. I like the Edinburgh Festival just because you're allowed to be a workaholic here. Sarah Millican won the F.Doc Comedy Award for Best Newcomer at last year's festival. Normally, on a day-to-day basis, it's sort of shunned for me to be a workaholic and to do, you know, loads of bits and bobs, have loads of plates spinning in the air. And now, when you get here, it's fine because everybody knows everybody's dashing and doing interviews and everybody's running around, you know, left right and centre and we're all doing loads of gigs and stuff and it's just it's accepted to be a workaholic and I love it well this is like our fourth Edinburgh Pappy's Fun Club and I guess what's good about Edinburgh but what's also the thing about Edinburgh is it's like you get addicted to it it's like you come the first time round and then you can't think of anything else to be doing in August it's like what else would you be doing apart from being here because right from that first year we had such a good time and every year we've had it just keeps getting better and better and you just think, well, of course we're going to go back to Edinburgh this year. And like, I think there's a big feeling like that, isn't there? Yeah, and it's all of your friends uh, who would do comedy and loads of, obviously, comedians who aren't your friends who you get to see. It's getting to see what people have been working on for the entire year. And you don't get to see these people, you know, if you're touring around or if you're gigging, you only get to see a, a handful of people, but you see what everyone's been up to yeah, for yeah. an entire year. Andrew Maxwell always describes it as uh, exam time for clowns, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. He goes, we're up here, boys. It's exam time for clowns. We've been revising through June and July, and now we get to do it for real. It's like, I, I like that. We should, we should just say that Andrew Maxwell is Irish, not a pirate. Who <laughs> are <laughs> boys? It'd be exam time on the high seas. He would make a bloody good pirate. He'd make though. a great pirate. I think every single act here has different experiences. Jason Byrne is doing his 13th Edinburgh solo show. Whatever age you are, is the experience you'll take out of here. When I arrived here when I was 24, it was the best place in the world because there was parties with free drink it was just madness and like discos to like two in the morning I was going oh my god this place is like like the cloud in Ina Blyton's you remember that, that Ina Blyton book with the cloud just the, the tree and uh, I was like going oh my god this is just great and then I got a little bit older and I went okay I can't keep doing the drinking thing I'll have to ease off and then I had children and I brought them here and then so a lot of comics with children now will go god there's loads of stuff for the kids to go and see there's parks your eyes get opened up much more when you have the children and you have to spend the days, not in bed, but out moving around. And it's the fairs and just the walks, the archer seat and the golf and all that stuff is fantastic. And then, you know, my kids are now two and nine. They may not be coming this year. And the thing which I selfishly enjoy is just doing whatever I want again. You know, I get up at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. instead of 7. I'm going for runs. So now I'm off the other side. I have to get healthy now because I'm getting too old now to do the gigs. So I go for runs. Then I might go and have a coffee. I might even go to a delicatessen and try and choose what kind of meat I want for a sandwich. And I get excited by that. And then I'll meet up with a couple of other older comics like John Bishop. He's a good old comic. He's got children. We're actually going to have coffee and soup later on just to get us ready for the gig. And then like an old man, when I finish my gig, I love to go and just have a pint like an old man. And then I go home and I uh, basically just switch on the telly Hopefully Quincy's on and I can watch Quincy because I'm not allowed to watch that at home either. And then I just drift off. What a festival. Well, sad truth of it is that I don't enjoy the festival at all. Rod Gilbert. It's a relentless grind. It's three weeks of sheer hell for me. The novelty wears off. I get off a train, you know, in Waverley Station in Edinburgh and within 20 minutes the novelty's worn off. I'm depressed. I'm fed up of seeing posters. I'm fed up of being flyered. 
I'm fed up with miserable audiences coming into a room that's too hot and sitting there not laughing for an hour and the whole thing repeats itself day after day until I can finally go home three weeks later. Hallelujah. Rob Rouse. It's the biggest arts festival in the world and there's nowhere else as a comic where you get to do an hour-long show in front of a crowd who've come to see you and that's a uniquely special and exciting thing to do. And putting it, I think, most eloquently, this is Russell Kane. What do I like about Edinburgh? Well, it's just the only place in the world where all comedy converges in one tiny geographical area. Everything's up here, every comic play, every comedian, everyone you want to see and all the industry are up here looking at the people that want to perform comedy. It's just it's just weird that something as seemingly transient as comedy has got a capital and that capital is Edinburgh. So now the stories. We start with some about the people you encounter in the streets. This is the follically challenged Tom Allen. I had an experience where a man came up to me while I was flying for my show one year. He's quite a rough, unkempt-looking man, kind of had quite a rough beard and lots of badges on. Uh, he was a tramp. You know, he smelled sick, so I should have known. And he came up to me and he said, You're right, pal. And I said, Yeah, I'm fine. He said, I'll tell you a joke. I said, Oh, good, yes, please do. And he said, uh, What's Edinburgh got that you haven't? I said, Oh, I don't know. Uh, a castle? He said, No, guess again. He said, Um... A Jenner's? No, no, I said, I really don't have time for this. And bearing in mind that I don't have any hair, he said, the only thing that Edinburgh's got, you haven't, is a fringe. And then he wanted to shake my hand. So, yeah, made a friend. In the street, there are quite a lot of fools, I have to say. The Aspidistras. We actually saw some people the other day who were juggling, and they were saying, "Um, we have got degrees, you know, and we're not beggars, so if you have only got coppers, maybe just shake our hands. On the Royal Mile. Jason Byrne. Me and another mate of mine were watching these two men who were covered, they were naked and they had covered themselves in dirt and they were just lying on top of each other, on top of a white sheet. And every few seconds they, they would just slide and change their position and people were giving them money. <laughs> and that's like, only in Edinburgh will you see that type of street performing, you know. It's the only place where they won't get attacked and beaten for literally just going like I mean if you did that like any other time in Scotland two naked men covered in muck just sliding over each other slowly they'd be killed you know what are you doing in Edinburgh you will only see stuff like that oh and also in the meadows which is fantastic watching posh kids that are doing shit plays you could watch them rehearsing their plays because they've nowhere to rehearse their play they have to do it in the meadows Lucy Porter my worst best memory of Edinburgh was a year when I came up and because you have to stay somewhere for the month and I was put in a cupboard in this flat they turned the pantry into a bedroom so I was in this windowless cupboard for an entire month and there was just a little vent in the wall of this cupboard that I was living in and all I heard for the entire month was my male flatmates shagging various random women and to me that was the entire spirit of the Edinburgh Festival was you're you're sat in a cupboard listening to other people having fun Often, things happen at late-night shows that are a little unexpected, as Matthew from Pappy's Fun Club found out. Well, I was doing a a late stand-up gig in 2005, and um, there was two people in the audience. You know, it was like one in the morning, two people in the audience. I was just doing my quite new jokes. I'd only been going for about a year or so. And then um, Ross Noble and Will Hodgson walked in, who were both comedians I really, really admired. And they sat in the audience and I, because there were only a few people, I was sort of chatting to them. And they'd been to see the same film that I'd been to, which was The Aristocrats. Do you remember though that film came out about the very long, dirty joke, the old vaudevillian joke? So I said, I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll do my version of The Aristocrats joke and then 
you can get up on stage and do yours. And so, um, so I did a version of the Aristocrats, and then Ross Noble came up and did the most phenomenal, like twenty-minute-long, horribly, disgustingly dirty thing about having sex with somebody and disemboweling them at the same time. And it was, it was horrible, but just you couldn't imagine it happening anywhere else. And only sort of two paying punters got to see it. So that was, that was for me, like, one of the most incredible Edinburgh experiences could possibly have. Rob Rouse? The first show I ever did in Edinburgh, it was called Big and Daft, and I played a simpleton. And there were three of us as brothers, and our respective mothers were a whore, a teacher and a simpleton. And that obviously influenced our characters. And in one of the scenes, uh, I was at a low point in the narrative of the show, and I played, um, just to cheer myself up, a simple game of fetch with a lady in the audience. I usually picked someone as mumsy as I could find. And she would join in the game, and then I would sit on her lap and do a wee onto her jeans, which obviously was a water, a catheter. And then John would come on and bring the lady out and admonish me for weeing on a lady. And it, you had to be there, but it was very funny. And one day I did it, I picked the lady who I thought looked exceptionally mumsy, and it became apparent during the playing of the game that she was possibly enjoying the game of fetch a little bit too much. And when I weed on her, she let out a yelp of quite deep pleasure to, to the point where I, looking back at her, I think she may well have, is the phrase orgasmed? I'm not entirely sure. Which was quite awkward, because when John came on to admonish me for doing it, she pretty much requested that I did it again. And those kind of things only happen in Edinburgh. A lot of legendary late-night stories come from one gig in particular. I'll let Russell Kane explain. There's an infamous gig here called Late and Live, which doesn't even start until one in the morning. I mean, what kind of a gig has as its strap line the abattoir that's slain a thousand comics? So everyone dreads being asked to play it because it's an honour and you have to do it. This one particular night, I was one of the audience, drunk and enjoying myself. And it's just, people are so drunk that they don't really analyse things properly. And this character, Russell Howard was comparing, the other Russell, the second Russell of comedy, and he'd brought on this guy, and it was clearly, looking back, a character comic. It was an English person pretending to be a ridiculous right-wing American, making statements that ironised right-wing. But well, the audience was so drunk, they took it literally, and it was like, oh, no, he's generally saying we should hang people. And uh, everyone just started throwing plastic glasses at the stage. It was, I just remember the shower of them going over my drunken head. And he was taken off stage, escorted, and Russell Howard came back and went, look, guys, you're so drunk. You don't even realise that that was a character act. He was supposed to be satirising the very thing you objected to. Should we get him back on? Yeah! Should we give him another chance? Yeah! And as he came back on, everyone threw twice as many glasses straight at his face. That would never happen anywhere except here. I mean, that is irony about irony. That's how British we are. I'm melting, I'm too postmodern. Bing! It's the only place I've ever seen Brendan Burns basically appear to fillet Adam Hills's stump. You know he, Adam Hills doesn't have a... He only has one real foot. Well, I, I, I've seen Burnsy give oral pleasure to, to Adam Hills's sort of foot stump. That's something you don't see very often anywhere, but something you'd see in Edinburgh. Late in Live is its own beast. This was when it was in Cowgate, though. Uh, I walked out on stage and I went hello and the whole crowd went, fuck off. And then he went, you're shit! And I turned around and left. And then, after me, there was a girl on a trapeze who had drank loads of water and she then put a pint glass on the stage and weed into it from the roof. For me, I, I was going, oh, I'm never going to see that anywhere else. Edinburgh seems to bring out a darkness in people. Sarah Millican. I did a gig a few years ago called Rude Girls and it was supposed to be female comics being rude. Obviously, I thought that was quite clear. And there was a man in the audience one night who didn't seem to get that it, we were allowed to be quite rude. And, he, and some, even some of the other audience members were, were quite offended on a regular basis when the girls were saying rude things. And I was sitting beside uh, another comic uh, called Liz Carr, and she said, I'll do my spaz stuff 
if you do your rip stuff. <laughs> and I love that we had like a deal. <laughs> and I was like, totally. So we went up and she did her spaz stuff and I did my rip stuff and it was brilliant. We, and the audience were still reticent <laughs> and still not really having as much fun as we were. But it was, I've never had a deal like that before. What an awesome deal. The late night drinking culture of Edinburgh means that the worst side of people comes out. Carl Donnelly. One of the highlights of last year was my friend uh, who's a comic, I won't name him, but he said probably the most offensive thing I've ever heard anyone say to a, a group of strangers. I was drinking with some people that, that he didn't know, uh, and it was me and another comic, and we were drinking with these people, and he saw us from across the room and ran over drunk and just looked across the group of people that he didn't know and then just shouted loudly, can I get any of you cunts a pint of AIDS? Like that. And this group of people were horrified. And me and my other friend who were chatting to these people were just like, we didn't know how to react. There's no way of explaining that away. There's no way of saying to them, I'm really sorry about this guy because he'd just broken every rule that you could possibly break. So that was probably my highlight of last year. And so to the drunken mischief, which seems to happen on a whole new level during August in Edinburgh. Jason Byrne again. The parties I was talking about that we had, you know, himself and Colin Murphy and another guy called PJ Gallagher. We had a party and we invited the postman into the party because we arrived back and the postman was there. So we thought, do you want a drink? And he went, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. So only in Edinburgh would a postman sit down and have a drink with you. And then me and the postman and PJ, we hung Colin Murphy out the window and we were four floors up while he weed out onto a bonnet of a car. And there was a woman passing by just as he was finishing with a dog. And she looked up just as we dragged Colin in wondering if it was raining. <laughs> I also once attacked my own poster in Edinburgh with a broken bottle and cut my hand. Ed Byrne again. I'd never do that anywhere else other than Edinburgh. Would I, would I stab my own face with a broken bottle and cut my hand? Adam Hills was there as well, funnily enough. I did it for fun. It was just a silly moment. And it was Adam reminded me of it the next day. I remember that I cut my hand on a bit of glass. It was like, yes, you were stabbing your own face with a bottle going, you whore, you whore. And I went, oh, that's right, I... I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> there have been a few moments for me that have been very special. Andre Vincent. One year, I went to the BBC party and there was this beautiful big picture of Tony Hancock signed by Gorton and Simpson. And I got a bit drunk and I ripped this huge, massive seven foot by three foot hardboard picture down and tried walking out the front door with it. And I got caught and they were like, no, you can't do this. In the end, I went into the kitchens where we were having this sort of party and wedged myself into a kitchen lift with this huge picture and got out through the back with this picture. And as I left, everyone was going, yeah, Vinny's done it, he's got it out. I then took Tony Hancock out for the night around the Edinburgh Festival and got more and more drunk. I was buying this picture, gin and tonics, and introducing Tony Hancock to everybody. I ended up in the toilet of the Gilded Balloon, taking a young girl from behind, holding this picture going, see Tony, this is what comics do these days. This is what it's all about. And this poor girl having to look over her shoulder and go, Andre, you're beginning to scare me now. Probably the most memorable thing that's happened to me at the Edinburgh Festival is, uh, I think, in 2004. Rod Gilbert. Before I was doing my own solo shows, I was sharing a flat with the boys from We Are Clan, Greg Davis, Steve Hall and Marek Larwood. And uh, I think we went out on quite a heavy night's drinking. And, and as you do, arrive home at about 7 o'clock in the morning, make breakfast, and then one thing leads to another. And the next thing you know, Steve Hall is, is playing trying to play sort of traditional Scottish music with a recorder, but the recorder is perched in his anus. And to be fair to him, he, he didn't do too badly. 
Some of the songs, some of them I didn't recognise, I'll be honest, but then I don't know Scottish music that well, but some of them were eminently recognisable. Yeah, which considering you had a man with his trousers around his ankles playing it with his bottom isn't bad. He used his fingers and everything, oh yeah, he, he played it properly. It's quite a professional recital. Anybody just listening would have, the people in the flats below or in the street outside where they heard the music wafting out the window would have thought there was a beautiful recorder recital going on. What they didn't know was that in the flat there was a horrific scene of uh, a vinyl recorder playing. Finally, a couple of stories that show the yin and yang of the festival. It was a drinking fest for me up here. 2000, I went on a 46-hour drinking binge, busted my pancreas, which then infected my kidney. I got cancer in my kidney because of the drinking up here and the way that we live up here. And then came back in 2002 and did a show about my cancer, which then was a big hit of the festival. So, you know, it swings around about. What happens up here, you can usually... You always hear of people kind of going, I got hit by a car and suddenly it's in their show or the flat that they're staying in has burnt down. And, and that's what's just good, fun things like that always occurring. I think the high point, one of the high points, was in 2007 when we got nominated. Pappy's Fun Club. Ben and I had gone out to collect more badges for the show and we were driving home and we got the phone call from Matthew that we'd been nominated for the best show and uh, Ben Ben was so excited that he punched himself in the balls by mistake. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. And, um, and he was driving I got in the car. car. <laughs> my lap in, in joy. Yeah. And just hit myself. And, like, hammered himself in the balls. <laughs> just kind of winded, <laughs> trying to drive through the streets of Edinburgh. That's Edinburgh the in the nutshell. Tears nutshell. of both joy and the incredible excruciating highs, pain. The incredible lows in the one moment. Yeah. That is Edinburgh. I had to balance things out. It can be the best and worst moment of your life. It was the right best of times. <laughs> it was the worst of times. So that's almost it for Marsha Meets. Next week, I've got Kevin Eldon coming in on the podcast. The week after that, I'll try and bring you some more stories from the festival. Before I go, I'll just let that lot tell you where their shows are on, in case this has inspired you to take a trip to the Edinburgh Fringe to go and see them. Andre Vincent, I'm on doing the early edition at 12.25 at the Underbelly. The big upside-down cow, the E4 cow, as everyone calls it, in the pasture. I'm Maria. I'm Geraldine from the Aspidistras. Our show's on at 7pm every day at Caves 2, just the tonic on Cowgate. Hi, I'm Jason Byrne. My show is the Byrne Supremacy. It's on at 8.15 at the Assembly Hall. It's a beautiful venue. Please come. Hello, I'm Sarah Millican, and my show is Sarah Millican, Typical Woman, and it's on at the Pleasance Courtyard at 7.30 for the whole run, apart from the 31st. How efficient is that? Uh, I'm Rod Gilbert. I'm here at the Edinburgh Fringe. I'm performing at 8.45 every evening in the Pleasance Court. The show is called Rod Gilbert and the cat that looked like Nicholas Lindhurst. Hello, I'm Lucy Porter and my show is called Fool's Gold and it's on in the Pleasance Courtyard at 8.20 every night apart from the 19th. I'm Carl Donnelly and I'm performing every night at the Underbelly at 9.05pm. My name is Russell Kane. I'm doing two shows at the Edinburgh Festival. I'm doing a play at 10 past two in the Pleasance Courtyard called Fakespeare and I'm doing a stand-up show at 20 past nine in the evening called Human Dressage. Hello, my name is Rob Rouse and I am performing my show My Family and the dog that scared Jesus at 9 o'clock in the Pleasance. Hi, my name is Janine Garofalo and I'm at the Gilded Balloon, 8.30 every night in the Debate Hall. Tom Allen, and my show is called Women! Exclamation mark, and it's at the Gilded Balloon, half past seven. Um, so the name of our show is Pappy's Fun Club's World Record Attempt, 200 sketches in an hour. It's on every day apart from the 19th at the Pleasance One at 7.20, and we will attempt to perform 200 sketches in an hour. So come along and see how we do. Yeah, we stress the word attempt. <laughs> <laughs> We can, we can almost guarantee that Ben will punch himself in the balls at some point during the show. I'll tell you what, if we do 200 sketches an hour, then Ben will definitely punch himself <laughs> in the balls. That's the 200 sketch. <laughs> 
thanks so much for listening. If you like that, you'll probably love the book that I put together with Deborah Francis White called Off the Mic, The World's Best Stand-Up Comedians Get Serious About Comedy. So asking them things like, what's your writing process? How do you find your voice? What do you think about touring? How do you deal with hecklers? We interviewed 42 stand-ups, including Eddie Izzard, Sarah Millican, Phil Jupiter, Stuart Lee, Mark Maron. It's out now on Bloomsbury Publishing. If you want to find out more, go to yesyesmarsha.com forward slash off the mic.